Welcome to Spritz and Scrums, a podcast by three Benetton fans with a love for Aperol and all things Rugby Italiano. This week, Zebre don't show up to a game that on paper had all the makings for another win at home. And Benetton, despite the loss, start to show us they can turn it on in attack. Remember when you forced me to try and do an intro? I was having a breakdown. <laughs> you were you were, we made him What do was it the like thing he said times. over and over and over and over again? Oh, stop. Benetton fans. <laughs> Benetton stop the fans. Count. That was in, that was in oh, the trailer yeah. when we recorded the trailer. Ah, oh, that was so cringe. <laughs> we're veterans now. I, I listened to that the other day and I was like, God, this isn't what we do at all anymore. Go on, coach. Kick us off. What a shame. What a shame. What a shame for Benetton. That was a game that should have gone our way, I feel. Could have gone our way, but didn't. No. But a cracker of a game. Very entertaining. If you wanted to see a bunch of tries, that was the game to turn on. Look, I'm just going to say it's the ref's fault, all right? It's the ref's <laughs> fault, 100%. We were trying not to do that. Look, I'm sure he's a nice guy. This is not abuse. This is not abuse. <laughs> I think when Bortolami mentions the ref in his post-match little two-second spiel, you probably can. But when a game is that tight and they are one team scores, the other team scores, one side scores, the other side scores, it's ping-ponging all the way along, anyone can win it. And I'm not saying that Ospreys wouldn't have won it because anything could have happened. But when Spaniolo was over that ball, legally, properly, had it, it was turned over... And then Morris came in from the side, took him out, and he yellow card the Benetton player, which then led to an Ospreys try, and then Benetton playing with 14 men. That killed the game, yeah. it killed the competition, and it was over. And that's it. Definitely didn't help. End of podcast. Like and subscribe. See you next week. Yeah, no, um, look, the last 20 minutes, I'm going to say, of the refs game were, were just... It just sucks because... I'm not saying that Benetton would have won it, but I am saying that it was call. There, it was just call after call that was entirely one-sided. The every single call that could have gone either way only went one way. I made a note, Brex. Welcome back, Brex, because he's been back. He's played a couple of games, but it hasn't been the Brex that we know he can be. And he showed up, and he made an incredible tackle. And I wrote down, Brex, welcome back. And then they blow it for no arms when everyone on the replay can see that there's an entire arm wrapped around an entire ankle. And I don't understand how you can blow that call and a TMO doesn't go, yo, you're wrong. Just FYI, we've got the footage and everyone else was looking at it. So maybe just say, oops, got it wrong and don't give a penalty that's clearly not a penalty. It's just frustrating. And so it was an accumulation of calls that only went one way. At the um, breakdown, Benetton were just absolutely destroyed by that ref. I much preferred the refing in the Zebra game. He wasn't afraid. He was one of those refs, I love it, where they go like, no, no, six, 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 no, no, six, no, six, six, no, no. And he will yell that and then play on as opposed to what I hate is the silent penalty giver. Yes, yes, agreed. Let's talk about the ref and get that out of the way early on. Yeah, let's let's do that. Yes, agreed. I think refs that like to keep a game moving are, I think, every fan's favourite ref. No fan wants to watch a game which 
you don't know that a call a, a penalty is coming and they just blow it without giving you a warning or telling you no come on don't put your hands in there because also the game moves so quickly these people are making split second decisions the players and if the ref sees it differently if they call immediately and tell them to stop doing what they're doing and the player stops there shouldn't be a penalty unless it's absolutely affected what is going on so you know you've already picked the ball up and thrown it back you know yeah. whatever but if it doesn't affect what's going on you should allow someone to stop their run you yeah. should allow someone to release that's how the game should move we didn't get that in the benetton game but we you know despite that both ospreys and benetton brought their flair yeah great game well this is my position on it since we're we're going in on the ref like we're turkish <laughs> but what i didn't do it <laughs> <laughs> he punched the ref. I actually haven't seen it. Is it really? It's bad? ridiculous. Is it really I saw another I'm not one saying with a, a ref on the floor being kicked. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the same guy. Yeah, it's yeah, horrific. That's I mean. uh, I'm yeah, not. It's I'm just saying I don't appreciate the way this guy. I'm not saying we don't where to go with that. But, but, but I respect all referees, and they know the laws much better than us sitting here. I'm just saying, as a spectator, this is what I like to see, and yeah. I'm also saying. Morris came in from the side, right in front of him. In fact, he came from the side. He basically knocked the referee over and he chose to ignore it. And all the commentators said, oh, wow, I thought that was going to be a call yeah. the other way. But um, still, I don't wish him any harm. I wish him a happy and prosperous life. <laughs> I'm sure he eats a lot of foie gras and drinks a lot of Bordeaux. What I was going to say after it, it's not that we would have won that game if, if the referee called the other way, but I just think the referee ruined a very close and exciting game. And that's why I'm annoyed. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm not I'm not saying that Benetton would have won if no. that call went the other way. What I'm saying is that killed a very exciting ending. Yeah. Yeah. So for anyone who doesn't know, final score 43-34. And it was just try, 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 ping pong back. We score what we score, you score, we score, you score, we score. Benetton for the first time ever this season. Come away with at least one bonus point and it's a four try bonus point i mean we'll mention in a minute that they narrowly lost out on their second bonus point through absolute stupidity that was not the ref's fault mm. it wasn't they get themselves back in in the final minute kick three points that brings them back in to within seven points so that losing bonus point and then on the restart they get turned over and get give away a penalty in front of the sticks and lose that point all over again yeah, yeah that was amateur hour Eddie's not going to do an 80 minutes and two minutes, if that isn't clear. We have not put that in this week. Um, he's getting a little bit, I'm going to say, lazy, coach. Yeah. <laughs> no, it takes a lot of effort and skill to pull that off. Do you think also he's got a penchant for doing the 80 minutes and two minutes when we win? Yes. Well, of course. So he's Sing, got a... it's not just that. It's the, uh, I, I was preparing for other things and I've been very busy. And December's a very busy time for everybody. And I don't think the listeners need it. Really want 80 minutes and two minutes during the festive season. <laughs> so it'll be back. We'll be back in 2024. With a price hike. We don't want to relive the misery. It wasn't a win. That's also true. I mean, that is kind of what we're about to do, talking about. No, I, well, I just haven't done it. Because it does take time and preparation. But also, we don't need it for the Benetton Ospreys game. It was just ping pong tries for 80 minutes. Well, 70 minutes and then a, then a yellow card. It was the old Ospreys, by the way. Not the young Ospreys. Not the young Ospreys, which they mentioned within five minutes of the Via Play, Viva Play, whatever it's called. Um, they don't sponsor us. Coach doesn't even know their name. 
No, but yeah, the young Ospreys. They ditched that once they started winning, of course, and then it was just the Ospreys. I'm slightly concerned about how dominant the Ospreys, the old Ospreys, how dominant their mall was against what was essentially the Italian pack. Yeah. Yeah, pretty spectacular. It is a concern because that is the Italy pack. They didn't use it as much as they should have because it was a pretty cool card to play. If you've got that in your deck, just use it every time. I mean, they used it enough that Derry Lake came away with four tries, so... Yeah, it was a sight to behold. Although... It wasn't just the forwards. They kept bringing in the backs. You love that. It's your favourite thing. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Is that sarcastic or do you love that? Yeah, I don't love it. You don't? No. Why? I think it's in bad sport. (laughs) You used to love it. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. No, I do love it. I think rugby should do that. It's like Lord of the Rings. It's like Helm's Deep when the backs get caught, and no one has a clue what they're doing. You mean the backs don't? No, they just run in. They put their heads all in the wrong places. I don't know why they do it on the five meter line. I'd be well up for that halfway. Let's let's just get everyone in one big rush. I guess the issue is halfway is like if you end up getting the ball turned over, it pops out, and then suddenly you have no defense beyond everyone just charging. But it's so ride and die. It's so risky. (laughs) Just do it. <laughs> That's a coach tactic. Put that in your notebook. Yeah, don't do it on the five metres. Big, big boys, do it on your own 22. <laughs> well, maybe if they did that, they wouldn't have got turned over at the end. No. The Ospreys didn't even look happy about going for the posts at the end. They looked a bit like, <laughs> oh, this is yeah. slightly anticlimactic. Yeah. I thought that too. I enjoyed the pink kit. Let's me- special mention to the pink kit. First, It's first outing. What did you think, coach? Yeah, I was right. All right, moving on. Every time I mention fashion, you two just shut up. It's not because I'm trying to make a point. It's because I literally don't have a point. I just freeze up and go, yeah, it was all right, yeah. Fine. I think it's very nice. Everyone looks good in it. But you need to think about colours when you're designing kit. And I think they look good. They look like cyclists. Well, the Ospreys fans didn't like it. No, we got a few boos, didn't we? They're Love such it. little shits. No, I mean, I, mean, I mean that. I mean, I'm sure individually they're Welsh, Love but they're, they're, I'm sure that some of them are nice people. This podcast should be called, like, Slating the Welsh. I don't think we go a single episode without slagging the Welsh off. Well, my cousin's Welsh. Some of my best friends are Welsh. No, they're not. <laughs> I don't think no, that's no. true. I was going for that joke. You can cut that joke out. But they booed so they did. much. No. They were such booers. They did. They booed Sebastian Negri when he scored a try as if he hadn't scored that try when he was so clearly know, not yeah. in t- Like, it was such a, an obvious try and they I were know. booing like someone had done them wrong. No. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they was... booed it all. I love getting booed. Do you? Yeah. Oh, no, I, I find you're doing it... something right. Yeah, I know, but I find it antagonising in like a kind of unsporting way. Yeah, but would you think that if they were French or would you just think, oh, they're so passionate? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I think maybe it's just because it was Swansea. It's cultural. You yeah. Know, and so you feel different. Like if when the Toulon fans were booing, it was like, oh, this is electric. What an atmosphere. Yeah, But true. just because there's like 10 people in the Swansea.com booing. Fine, it's because they're Welsh. That's it. Let's, let's just say that and move on. <laughs> <laughs> But let's talk about the good things. We lost, but we saw Benetton attack. And they attacked pretty well. Welcome back, Retavo. Yeah, two tries for him. Mm-hmm. Beautiful tries. They, nice booed, they booed one of his tries as well. <laughs> okay. They did. But they did. I thought Benetton kind of were creating opportunities in a way that they just haven't done so far this season. Yeah, we did complain last week that they were playing a bit like England. Yeah, but here they were that really sort of like stopped. drawing the players in. 
and late passes that led to space that hasn't been created by them so far in games gone past this season. So I was excited by that. I would like to clarify, last week we had a little debate and we said, you know, is it better to score lots of tries and lose or win in a boring way? And we went, oh, you know, we love scoring tries, but we've changed our minds on that (laughs) and actually we've decided that winning is far more fun. It really is. Go back to playing like England, Benetton. I don't think it would have helped. I think I think they couldn't play like England because it was it was back and forth. I've never seen an England game back and forth before. I haven't seen England score in about six years, so it was good <laughs> yeah. to see like tries back and forth. Well, that's it good. It, it, yeah, it has kind of reassured me that we aren't England for good. So I'm feeling a lot happier, even though we lost, with the fact that we've come away with a four try bonus point. Yeah, and you know, Ospreys played some really nice rugby. Yeah. So I wanted to put that out there because I want everyone to know that Ospreys are Welsh, so that we don't hate the Welsh. <laughs> it was just a brilliant game of rugby. That That's all there is to it. I mean, I think everyone watching it would have been really, really enjoying it. It was champagne yeah, it was stuff. Two, In fact, both weekends, two weekends back to back, I think Ospreys have really done themselves proud. And considering the Welsh nations are not going through a great period, good on the Ospreys. I think they've they've shown that they can play and win and against on paper very good Benetton team I mean that team sheet Brex and Fakatoa in the centers you're like that is a machine it is, that a, is machine. a death machine but then Fakatoa slipped off a lot of tackles yes he did and he was offside quite a bit yes he was mm. in fact he gave away quite a lot of penalties and he slipped off a lot of tackles I still love him I mean he's great but would you choose him would you start him over Menoncello I think I if Menoncello comes back as the Menoncello that he was last season, I would give Manoncello that shot. Well, yeah, but you need to rotate. You can't I know, I know. I'm just saying, like, if you had, like... But in the a, final, well, there, yeah, imagine yeah, again. If a do-or-die game. Get, if they get to a do-or-die game, and then, you know, you've only got two spaces in the centres, and you've got Fekatoa, Brex, Manoncello. Who are you starting? I think i go Manoncello and Brex. But mm. I'm still enjoying how Fekatoa's joined the team and is playing. But, yeah, he didn't have his best game this week by any stretch of the imagination. However, I did think Baby Canone had a great game. Normally does. Normally does. He's just, if you think that a year ago, he was basically first popping his head out, making himself known, certainly in like the Italy team, but even at Benetton, he wasn't sort of starting every game or cementing his position. It's incredible how far he's come in a year. Like a year ago, his brother was the one. And I would say now you choose the baby over the brother if you can only take a brother. Halafihi was good as well. Sebastian Negri scoring a try in the corner. It was a good game. People played well. Yeah, they had some set plays that didn't quite work out. We remember when they had that penalty right in front of the post and they decided to choose a scrum and you were like, they've clearly got some set move that they want to try out and then it went wrong. But Uren was like, fuck this, let's score a try. Yeah, Uren turned it into a try because he he picked it up. Charge straight and fast. Boom, boom, down the wing. Try. That's exactly what happened. I hope my sound effects helped paint the picture. (laughs) Overall, even though we were hoping to win that, and even though I was very, very frustrated with some of the calls in those final 20 minutes, I come away feeling pretty positive about the development in the Benetton team. 
Apart from with them all, that is a concern defensively. Louis Lake had a good game, didn't he? Four tries. It's ridiculous to score four tries. Their maul is so good. Like you would think, <laughs> even if Benetton won, he would have got man of the match. Surely, yeah. if you yeah. score four tries, you get man of the match no matter what. Do you think they were caught sleeping? Because it's just, I can't believe that the Ospreys pack is better than the Italy pack. Yeah, but it's like that famous quote from uh, the philosopher George W. Bush: "Fool me once, and." Shame on, shame on you. <laughs> Fool me. The, the, the fooler can't get fooled uh, again. <laughs> that was a terrible impression. But I think the quote is accurate. Is that really what he yes. said? Fool me. He didn't even get the fool me once bit. I thought he was like, fool me once. Shame on me. Fool, no. No. <laughs> So it's, 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 I think it's meant to be, fool me once, shame, shame on you, you. fool me, me twice, shame, shame on, on me. me. But he didn't. Yeah. and he... he got confused. Just like no, he did it four times. Scored four times. There you go. Scored us four times. Well, especially since they were doing it in the first half and you're like, right, guys, sort it out for the second half and they didn't really. That's the one area of concern. But next up, Perpignan at home. That's it. Benetton now have a bunch of games at home. Well, Zebre, but Zebre's in, in Italy. Italy. Yeah, Perpignan at home. We said this last week, but winnable game. Tommaso Allen, back in Treviso. Mm. Hope he's got his kicking boots on. You, you do hope? Yeah. He'll be playing for Perpignan. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but I still think... It's they haven't re-signed him. He, he'll be, he'll be coming be... As, a, as a player for the other team. Maybe he's the Italy 10 or 15. He's a kicker for Italy. I want to see him do well. Yes, fine. We want, if they score tries, we want to see him convert them as long as it doesn't mean they win the game. Fine. Yes, that's true. Mm. You don't want to see him kick like shit. Six Nations is still on the horizon. You're right. No, you're right. And you're right, Six you're Nations right. is still around the around corner. The corner. It's, about, it's about six weeks away. Yeah, it is. They've just had a first sort of preliminary camp with the the local italian boys who went along i guess to meet him because as we said when they sacked kieran crowley or didn't renew his contract whatever you want to call it it was madness that quesada is going to meet these players in january and have to basically have them ready for a six nations game in four weeks but there you are that's what's happening so the Six Nations is coming up. Moving on. The other game this weekend was, of course, Zebra versus Cheetahs. Zebra back at home after a couple of weeks down in South Africa. You'd think, again, on paper, I think a really winnable game. But, oh, my God, literally nothing worth remembering from that game, apart from Jesse at the end, which we'll talk about in a second. Zebra were 3.33 down up until the 77th minute. The fact that they ended up coming back into that game. Well, coming back in, it's all. No, no, no. They but... scored, fi so 15-33. Fine. So the score doesn't look ridiculous. Doesn't look ridiculous. But the game was ridiculous. It was the only time this season where I've looked at Zebre and I've thought they didn't show themselves in the best light. Yeah, being it disappointed. Was beyond them. sloppy. Yeah. Beyond sloppy. It was, they just couldn't get anything right. So they've got to shake it off and move on. And that's all there is to it. Shake it off, shake it off, shake it off, move on. It's really annoying because that was a definite opportunity and they could have started mm. with a bang in the Challenge Cup. They've beaten the Cheetahs before. They've beaten them quite heavily before. And in the first half, Cheetahs would have gone off at half time, not believing their luck, yeah. the things that Zebra had given them. We talk about how many, on both Benetton and Zebra, how many wasted opportunities 
they have an attack. But this was next level. And the way that they were trying to attack and spread it wide before there's actually any space created. And then when there was space created, one of those final passes is just a crappy pass that slows everything down and affords the defending team to run up and reset. It just, ah. Oh. It was infuriating. Yeah, it's hard to single anyone out because overall it was obviously a disaster across the board. But Tiff hadn't made a lot of mistakes. Yeah. He will know that. But yeah, it was just frustrating because it was an opportunity. Cheetahs even got a yellow card and you're like, okay, right. Take the three, which they did. So when they got their three points on the board and you're like, take the three early. They've just got a yellow card and now restart and attack. And with a yellow card, you hope you get back in this game. And instead of doing that, Cheetah scored with 14 men. They give Cheetahs, I think Cheetahs got 13 points during the yellow card. Insane. Totally insane. The stadium was very full, so it added insult to injury because all those fans turned up to watch them sort of play a half-baked game. Yeah. And um, I felt bad for them because I think even the Cheetahs looking as they went into half-time, they did look around going, it was easier than I thought it would be. And they did that classic thing that I probably would have put it in my what made coach mad, but... I'm sure I'll probably bring it up later in the season, but it's when a team suddenly switches on in the last 10 minutes with zero hope of winning the game. And then all of a sudden it clicks and it's yeah. so infuriating because yeah. I don't know why it happens. Let's go get that try. Psychology is free. Why, why are you doing this? <laughs> like you've got it in the tank. I think they think, Oh, I'm going to come off the pitch and I've, you know, there's that 10 minutes we can look over in training and go, Oh, I did really well there. But it's also like, well, no, because it shows that you can do it. You just don't do it all the time. And that's worse, I feel, because the potential's there. It's very annoying. I mean, Jesse's trial is ridiculous. Ridiculous. Yeah. And something to mention, Quesada was at the game. The commentator kept saying, like, they're all trying to impress Quesada. Well, trust me, they did not impress Quesada until the 80th minute when Jesse... I mean, he, he actually had a decent attacking game. He throughout. always does. I mean, he he's really does. putting his hand up, but it, even... Even though he's like the second highest try scorer in the BKTURC, even though his try was a wonder try and he's somehow got over despite being stopped and restopped, the guy's a try machine. But where do you put him in the Italy mm. lineup? Because wing, yeah, obviously on the wing. But but you, Monte Ioni, yeah, had had a great game at the weekend oh, as well, yeah. and he's wow. class. What's the name of that Bristol player? And he said he was. He said Monte was unplayable. And then obviously you've got Paolo with Dogwu. And then, you know... Bruno, a... I'd put him probably over Bruno, I, I guess. You'd... No, I think I'd put him above Bruno. But then you're thinking, right, okay, so what setup are you putting... If you're having a 6-2 and Jesse's an out-and-out -out winger, do you have an out-and-out -out winger in that? Probably not. So you need a 5-3, really, for Jesse to get a look in. But on form, then you could go, right, okay, well, actually... He does deserve the spot, maybe more than Paolo Adogwu, potentially, because he's just scoring tries left, right and centre. Yeah. Mm, it's a tough one. Will he score those tries on the international scene? That's true. Who Who is he scoring these tries against? I mean, he's not scoring them against dickheads. He's scoring them against decent teams. But yeah, at an international level and at an international level, how good is his defensive work? But then also we said this, we used to say this years ago, the issue with Italy is that they didn't have the competition. They couldn't pick players based on form. Now are we looking at gift horse in the mouth where Jesse is clearly on form, clearly playing outside of himself. And if he doesn't get picked now, well, then we're just as bad as anyone else picking people on reputation alone. Yeah, true. Because he's scoring more tries than Monty. He's scoring more tries than a dog. He's scoring more tries than anyone. And he's a wing. He will be in the camp, though. He'll be probably called up for the oh, camp. Oh, he must be. I mean, honestly, after the season that he's having, I mean, short of him falling off a cliff and not scoring a try, 
between now and mid-January. I mean, yeah, how do you not pick yeah. him? You'll be in camp. Yeah, I've talked myself into it. I'm starting him. <laughs> Ooh. And when it comes around to my fantasy... Monty Jesse. Team, yeah, Monty Jesse Capuzzo. <laughs> With Paolo Dog on the wing. Pani, uh, Padovani, what are you doing with them? Ditching them? Uh, right, so Pani, I don't think defensively is up for international rugby at the That's minute. That's true. I just don't think he is. I think if you look at the games that Zebre Palmer have lost, you can pinpoint a lot of that on Pani refusing to make tackles, almost actively putting himself in bad positions. Mm. He kind of does the thing that lots of Italy players of old used to do, where he sort of turns his back and he ball watches and... He gets spun around and he puts himself in all sorts. And then he does like, you know, the old Spirandio sort of like dive once someone's already scored, but it was never actually yeah. going to make the tackle. So I think Pani needs to sort that out for international rugby because top players will just cruise past him, despite the fact that obviously he can kick the ball a country mile mm-hmm. and he's yeah, an very attack, good in attack. creates a lot. But in defence, you need to be a rock. So no, I don't see him doing that unless he fixes that. Uh, who's the other player you said? Padovani. Padovani, great. We all love Padovani. Who doesn't love Padovani? But is he X Factor? No. But he's great. I'd never look at a team that's got Padovani in it, an Italy side, and go, oh, well, he makes it weak. He's a, he's a really, really good player. But we're talking about outright form. Padovani really hasn't had the opportunity to show his class yeah. at Benetton at the minute. But Jesse has opened the door. Jesse deserves a starting shirt. Show everyone what he can do. This isn't the podcast episode for it. But I am very nervous about this Six Nations. We'll talk about it in a month or so. But I'm very nervous about it. We've got a new coach. We've got a young team who's sort of gained some continuity and some sort of idea of how to play, having to basically like throw the book on the fire and start from scratch. I, we'll see. But I'm nervous. Was it because it was Ospreys? That's basically the Welsh team versus the Italy team. And we got rocked. Well, it was a bit, wasn't it? And you can't win Six Nation games like that. No, but the forwards, the forwards need to sort that out. But the backs were playing some good stuff. And the forwards only need to sort out the more, basically. The more defence was it. Because yeah. it wasn't like yeah, the Ospreys... The scrum was okay. It wasn't like the scrum had an upper yeah. hand. It was just the more. I'm not can... worried about the backs, though. We can kick. We've got a back line there that can run from anywhere, as we know. But yeah, that forward pack. And add Pedrello to it as well. I what mean, a the, moment the he had this game he had for Leon, set up two tries... Brilliant passes, hmm. great running, X-Factor player. Obviously, at Toulouse, he wasn't getting the, the time because he was number three with DuPont at number... Yeah, not number three. He didn't. He wasn't a prop, but he was <laughs> third choice nine and wasn't getting the opportunity. And now at Lyon, he is getting the opportunity and he's showing how classy he is. Meanwhile, Varney is getting loads of game time at Gloucester, basically become Gloucester number nine, the go-to nine. And Fusco's... Looking really sharp. He's looking very good, yeah. But just on those glimpses of what we saw from Pedrello, put him on and keep Fusco on the bench. Yeah, I think those are my two. For we'll see. Again, going back, I don't, I don't doubt that we have a team of really talented players available in a way that we haven't over maybe five years ago or whatever. But it's just going from chucking everything they've developed in terms of like the style and the religion religion's not the word but the uh, ideology ideology yeah throwing that away and starting from scratch scratch. even if maybe Casada's not going to say throw it away but it's just adapting to like and this is what I think I need to inject into this I don't think he's got the same staff so he's just going to keep it all the same and make some initial changes at the minute which would probably be 
don't try and run it from your own 22. I mean, if, if they just do that, then they maybe should improve. Ooh, we didn't even mention him. Leonardo Marin. Yes. Oh, my God. Back How did we not mention him? After not being there for ages, and he was a superstar. He had an incredible game. I thought he looked so great. You wouldn't tell that he hadn't played for forever through injury. No. He was like a fish to water. He came on and brought fire, I thought. And if it weren't for dodgy, dodgy calls, who knows what he could have created in terms of attacking threats. But there we are. But yes, great to have him back. Um. Anyway, our Six Nation chat will be more relevant in a month's time. Jake Pelleggi was also back for Zebra Palmer. Yeah, nice to see him back. And he's, you know... And he um, was looking good, looking sharp, coming into game. contact hard, you know, so that's really positive. So, you know, I'm not overly concerned. There's a lot of players available and I think it's exciting. More players available and more players who are just quality, quality players than what we had available for the Six Nations five years ago. No disrespect to the players five years ago. What have Zebra got coming up next week? They are going to France. Zebra are going to play Oyonnax, if that's how you say it, in France, who just lost to the Dragons. So okay. that's another one Zebra can target for a win. It's not easy, but, you know, it's not to lose away. So let's see what they can do. And they need to, because how you respond after a, not a loss, but after a bad performance, like yeah. against the Cheetahs game, that says a lot yeah. about the team. I, so I'm expecting them to come back hard. Because I'd sort of say the opposite, right? Benetton lost, but I took a lot of positives away from that game that, of things that I, I had wanted to see this season finally kind of coming together, despite the loss. Whereas Zebre lost, and it was a really disappointing loss. There was very little of positive to take away from yeah. that game. It is interesting how some days just aren't your day. I mean, we just saw it with Glasgow. They got absolutely pumped by Northampton at home where they never lose at home. And it's interesting how sometimes yeah. the day just really doesn't go your way. Maybe have an argument with the taxi driver on your way to the stadium, coach. Does put a donor on the day. Does put a donor on the day. What made Coach mad this week? Buying tickets on Italian websites is a joke. <laughs> I bought the tickets. I was interested. I was charged with this the endeavor. The first time ever. The first time ever, even though I don't speak Italian. With um, <laughs> the website, you can just click the English. Yeah, now. you translate, but since when is the UK Regina or whatever it is? <laughs> like, what is that? Just put UK. <laughs> Everyone knows where you, you is on the list. And, um, yeah, after a while of not of, of having everything on the website highlighted in red that you can't read and having to ask translations, I don't know, at some point I kind of felt like I was in an escape room. It's <laughs> like, anyone, what? For anyone who what hasn't clicked, Coach was buying Six Nations tickets on Ticket. I never know if it's Ticket One or Ticket One, but... I always call it Ticket One. I think it's Ticket One. I mean, we've sold enough tickets. We've sold a lot of tickets through Ticket One, Coach. In fact, how have you never bought a ticket on that website before? Every show we've ever done in Italy has been on sale on Ticket One. Is it? Yeah, maybe we've just given them freebies. No, you give me the tickets. It's special. For people listening, we do Shakespeare. We don't do live spritz and scrums shows that we we sell tickets to. (laughs) One day. Not yet. Not yet. Selling out the... Teatro Olimpico if... before the game. Next year, but yeah, we'll we... talk to the Teatro Reggio di Parma and be like, guys, spritz and scrums pre-show to us every game. If we did do that, we wouldn't go the whole hog and ask you to put 
everybody's name on each individual ticket like it matters. But it does matter, coach. And then having the ability to change it as difficult as, I don't know, getting a divorce. Like, do I need a lawyer? Do I need a lawyer to do this? If I don't do this, am I going to jail? For people who, I don't understand. who don't know, Ticket One has a lot of... I don't know if it's Ticket One or well, just sporting events in general. You have to put in the your... If you're buying a ticket, you have to put in your Cardiche Fiscale, which is kind of like your national insurance number in the UK, um, which obviously Coach didn't have, so that was his first hurdle. Then he was struggling to find the name of the United Kingdom in Italian, which admittedly is really hard because you kind of think Gran Bretagna. No, it's not GB Gran Bretagna. Okay. Inglaterra, no, it's not England. Like, you're like, UK, no, it's not there. So you're like, what the fuck is the name? And it's Regno Unito. And Eddie has stumbled over that one yeah. many times. So it is a bit like when an you, escape room. And when you put your phone number in, oh, yeah. it's got two boxes. You need to artificially divide your phone number up into two for no reason. Put half of it in one, half of it in the other. Otherwise, it won't accept your phone number. But anyway, we have to make this hypothetical because we don't want to end up in jail or not get allowed in. So let's just say a friend of a friend was doing this and couldn't be asked to put in the details, the name details of the people they were buying a ticket for, even though that friend of a friend knows that it is required. He and has, has been done to it. many games. Sorry, not he, this friend of a friend. And at some point during this process, and because we get so many tickets, all our information is on our group WhatsApp. So we know each other's date of birth. Well, the friend of a friend. Sorry. The group. Yes, the anyway, friend. this friend of a friend at some point just went, fuck it. Doesn't matter. Did it with their own name. And then as soon as they did it, sent a message saying, do we need to put our own names on the tickets or can they all be in mine? And now here we are. And he's going to have to print them off and Photoshop someone else's names on it because the friend of a friend is a moron. <laughs> and also, the reason this friend of a friend was doing it now and we're spending more money for shitter seats is because this friend of a friend never confirmed, so we never ended up buying it in the Black Friday deal. So even though we were doing Ticket One and Italian Rugby a massive promo ourselves by saying, guys, this Black Friday deal is great, we're the dickheads who missed out on the Black Friday deal and have to pay. I have a friend of a friend who distinctly remembers six months ago saying England, Italy is a must. Not, I'm not sure. He said, <laughs> a must. I want to go to this game. <laughs> so I don't know what you're talking about. And it but didn't why give me, did you buy all the tickets in your name? Sorry, it didn't give me the option. It didn't no, give me the option. It didn't. But why didn't this friend of a friend confirm when we if were trying to get them in get the Black Friday it. deal? If it won't let it get, if it won't let you get past it without giving like all the details of the world and not letting you get to the next page, it would have stopped me and gone, no, you need to put the names on the thing. It didn't have that. It just was like, here's your tickets. And then that friend of a friend also went to StubHub and almost bought three tickets because he just was so angry. He had to just make sure that it wasn't him. But so now this friend of a friend of yours is stuck with three tickets in his name. So he can just lie down in these seats. Like on a chaise long. I don't, they're not going to check. And if they do, it's going to make great content. 
every time we've been to the stadium, every time I'm like, guys, get your, bring your driving licenses. They check the names of the tickets. I think it's just for like extra security. So like, if you guys were to get into like a fist fight, they'd be like, oh, who was it? It was friend of a friend's friend. Name this, date of birth, this. Not once have they not checked our tickets. No, not with them. Anyway, this friend of a friend's going to have to do a Photoshop job, oh. We're going to have to cut a lot of this. Because <laughs> it's basically saying, we're going to commit fraud. <laughs> no, the friend of a friend can change it on the website, apparently. I did send a link. I, I'm going to give you my login so you can go and try it. Eddie you and mean I, your friends or friends? Yeah, yeah your friends, friends of a friend. Eddie and I, um, alongside doing what we do, we also run a uh, sort of immersive theatre, escape room type games, and I'm pretty sure this whole process was more difficult for Coach than taking part in any of our games that he's had to come and play. I've done that as well, and it was easy. I got it right, if I remember. Yeah, don't, no spoilers. Anyone who wants to check it out, jurygames.com. I can plug my own stuff. It's my podcast, jurygames.com. Go check it out, jurygames.com. Friends of fraudsters. (laughs) That's what made me mad. Next time, let's just go through StubHub. That's (laughs) stubhub.com. And that's what made Coach Mad this week. something i'm gonna buy you both as usual every year the banishing calendar has been released topless man and prosecco well you can share it because you live in the same house you don't have to buy me one it's fine i'll just come look at it what do you mean are they covered in liquid gold and stuff no not this time they're just topless which is a shame i really enjoyed the paint no paint this time um just topless great eddie's always telling me that i need to um tone down the homoerotic content of our instagram channel but we have a very camp Instagram <laughs> channel at times. at times. What did you do last time? What was the last? Oh yeah, you put. Oh, I put. Um, Super cut. You put Spice Girls no, on Spice our channel. Spice Girls yeah. about Fischetti and Faf being the same person from last week's episode, and I was like, but that oh. was meant to be about them being the same person, yes. not about them having sex with each other. I know, but I didn't really think about the words. I just the title of the song is when two become one. So I was like, oh, because they're two people and they're the same person. But then obviously the song lyrics. I used to have that song on my makeout playlist. Can you sing that? Ew. Yeah. <laughs> That's how we feel, Lily. <laughs> your makeout playlist. As in you'd put it on in your bedroom. I didn't make it. Some clam made it years ago. Clam, did he say? Clam. Some lover. No, that's even worse. That's scary, that is. Okay, okay, we've had enough of this. Some love of me. Anyway, that was on your makeup playlist. It's quite... You could just say it some was. clown. No, some clown. Clown no, sounds like a dude. I, I don't get with clowns. <laughs> Not my bad. Anyway, the lyrics are, I need some love like I've never needed love before. I'm going to make love to you, baby. I've had a little love, now I'm back to the more. And obviously... People know the song. I've got There's a, a very of famous song. It's called Two Become One, Ellie. No need to go any more deeper on that. Anyway, Fiscati enjoyed it, and that's what counts. Mm. Yes. Right, guys, we'll be back next week. Buy the calendar. It's uh, money goes to charity. Money goes to charity, coach. What charity? I think it's a children's hospital. It's not those carol singers from the World Cup, is it? 
No. Look, I've got places to be at, but if anyone has any recommendations for Milan, New Year's Eve, yeah. let me know. Unfortunately, we have to be in Milan. We put a poll out and everyone was like, go to Verona, Verona's better. But Coach has a ridiculous flight on the 1st of January from Milan. So, ugh, we have to be in Milan. So tell us where to go in Milan for uh, for New Year's Eve. We just want, like, chill bars. We don't want to go crazy. We're not... Yeah, I want a nice dinner. Mm-hmm. And then I want to drink some spritz on the street. Or yeah. a rooftop bar. Yeah, but a rooftop bar is But like... I don't want to be ripped off for New Year's Eve. No, right? I was thinking we go to, like, you know, by the river, have some drinks by the river. Well, it's going to be, be rammed, ideal. but, yeah, that's what we're thinking. Like and subscribe. Tell everyone you know. Follow us on Instagram. Grazie mille. It's where the homoerotic content is. See you next week. Ciao a tutti. Ciao. Ciao.